Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm Woke with Jokes. Hey, I'm Johnny, founder of The Venture Out, and we're actually running a uh, giveaway this month. Oh, we're? Oh, hell yeah, We've teamed up with uh, five or six other companies, and we're giving away tons oh. of cool stuff. And uh, Do this we have one, merch? You nope. can win merch. Oh, really? Venture Out merch. Oh, the venture out merch. Did I ever tell you that? You first, Bo. Oh, saying my uh, thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my name is Bo, and the earth is a great floating island in a sea of water. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a you planet. It's a flat earth. Floating in, oh, is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> it's a teaser. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, did, did, did I ever tell you how um, uh, I got mentioned in a tweet? The other day, oh yeah, by whom? Yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool. So I logged on. I was like, oh hey, somebody uh, tagged me, you know. So I looked it up. I'm tagged with these other companies. I'm like, huh, what's the common link between all these companies? <laughs> <laughs> the treat was about hey, good outdoor gay living. Ah yes, <laughs> oh. yes, the old uh, the old regular venture out <laughs> exactly. Not- so for our listeners out there. <laughs> My company is theventureout.com. Mm-hmm. And but if you happen to look up ventureout.com without the it's a uh, outdoor gay club. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong yeah. with that. No, I don't know. Yeah, it's great. We're an inclusive so, podcast. Hey, I'll take I'll take any uh, promotion. Yeah, keep I don't care. You'll take it. <laughs> you like that, Bo? <laughs> Moving on. So so who are you, so who are you partnering with? How does one win this new merch with uh, Venture Out? Like what's Oh, the, uh, well, all you got to do is go check out my uh, Instagram or go to uh, theventureout.com and you can enter a sweepstakes. And it's open for a solid month. We're like two weeks into it now and the giveaway is $1,000. What? <laughs> it's $1,000 worth ah, there you of go. Uh, <laughs> travel type related things. And, oh, well, that's, and, and there's that's some, that's I'll take that. And there's some gift cards in there too and stuff. So, oh, okay. so yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Oh. Hopefully, am I, am I eligible? Yeah, you're eligible. Yeah, okay. Go for it. Cool. These travel related things, mm-hmm. they wouldn't happen to be tickets. I don't know. Let me get back to you on that. Let me look up the actual giveaway. Would it happen okay. to be technical hiking pants? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's craziness. All right. So, hey, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Junto Show. Uh, today is Friday, July 18th, 2019. And the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of politics, morals, and natural philosophy. Our show is not quite that stuffy. But here and there, we stumbled upon something profound. Profound. Between the geeky jokes. Profound. So, talking about that uh, contest again, what you actually do win is uh, two Wonder Safe Beacons um, oh, from Bonjour. Need those. Two spots on a City Wonders tour of the winner's choice. Oh, nice. A uh, iPad Mini. I'll take that. Uh, two books, uh, plus an annual Express Digital membership to the Next Big Idea Club. And finally, one Skyroom. A uh, Wi-Fi hotspot. That's really good stuff, actually. Yeah. The the first the first one the the was it the hotspot thing? Beacons. That, the beacons. beacons. Yeah. That's if you're going out backcountry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna want that. Yeah. yeah a beacon. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, if you get lost, you just kind of say, yeah. "I'm lost," and then you press a beacon, and rescue comes and gets you. I thought it was just like a bright light. It's like a, some type of yeah, signal yeah. goes it's out. Like a homing signal, of yeah. some sort. Uh, you know, so like uh, send. If, if you have a boat out in the ocean mm-hmm. and you put you put these beacons on your mast, and if your mast gets wet, so the government can come get you. Yeah, I'd rather be lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me also quickly mention our Patreon page. So oh. Patreon dot com slash junto show. So this is a place where you can go 
you know, all you gotta do is donate maybe a buck, however much you feel like donating, and uh, it goes towards a good cause, which is us, into yeah. our pockets where we can then shop for stuff for dad for beacons. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, what's going on with my with my buddies here for uh, for Junto Show? You guys got anything you want to bring up prior to the trip? You ever been to North Carolina? Anybody? I, I have. have. Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. worth doing out there? Uh, I've only been the mountainside, but I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Asheville. Yep. That's a very popular city out there. Very nice. Drive mm-hmm. through the mountains, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shenandoah. Shenandoah. Is that South Carolina? I, I think it might be North Carolina. I have no idea. Or Virginia. That might be Virginia. Mm. Going there for a so. wedding, but I think yeah, I'm going yeah. like in the in the very far right side, the right side of a map. That's what east. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the very far east. So like uh, rally. Okay. Rally? I'm not going to a rally in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Raleigh. Oh, Raleigh. Okay. Raleigh. Okay. I'll go to a Raleigh. Yeah. <laughs> and be careful out there. All right. I guess we're going to go ahead and get things started with our first segment. Hot Take News. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right. First story. All right. The FBI and uh, immigration. What does ICE stand for? Immigration, Customs, and Enforcement. Enforcement. Yeah are scanning millions of Americans' faces without their knowledge of consent. Ah. Oh. I so it's Facebook. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. So so I guess they got access to uh, the driver's license database, the, uh, the, DMV. National, the DMV database, and they're just kind of running people's um, faces and names through the facial recognition technology based on that. And I guess there are some states, some of your more you know snowflakey liberal states, that are allowing illegal immigrants to get driver's licenses. Because you mm-hmm. are probably going to drive anyway, and you mm-hmm. want them to be licensed, so they, you know, you have some semblance of them knowing what they're doing when they're out there on the road with you and your children. Mm-hmm. It's well, a good thing. You really want them to have like insurance. That's really the big thing, right? Because if yeah. they're not licensed, they don't. Mm-hmm. They're not forced to get insurance. True. And if they hit you, they're more likely to just go, "Oh crap!" and then just drive away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. It's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, but as a result of that, you know, which is kind of a good thing. They're now in the database, so and then when they're scanning these faces or whatever, they pop up on the old uh, get out of the country mm-hmm. database, and no bueno. But then I got to thinking, I was like, well, if ICE was smart and they really wanted to, you know, get a big giant database of people's faces, what they should really do Uh-oh. is just release an app that ages you up thirty years and put <laughs> it on Instagram. <laughs> did either one of you participate in that thing? I did. <laughs> How'd you look? Let me see yeah, your face. Uh, Let me see your face, Bo. I was actually going to do that uh, with you guys. Hey, during the thing. we'll make that the cover image for this episode. <laughs> you okay. think I'm going to let y'all scan my face? Have you not heard one of these segments before? Yeah. <laughs> I unlock my phone every day to use my here, face. <laughs> okay, so the, the the phenom that's going around is the, the face app, which actually isn't even new. It's like a few years old. Mm, it it yeah. just, for some reason, popped back up yeah, for, you know, I don't but, know, even know why. They they, they, had a, they had an old controversy. Uh, you remember what that one was? Oh, yeah. They were, like, uh, making people, making black people lighter. Or it was like, you could change your skin color. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> and their face, I was like, ah, wait, we got rid of that. The old do- <laughs> Dolezal filter. <laughs> so just, uh, good luck with that. So... Turns out that the face app that went viral this week, where people it uh, ages you up thirty years, and I guess it can also make you younger too. But the one that went viral this week is these old pictures, holding people up, which actually looks really cool. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as Johnny looks at his, uh, his old oh man, man. Face. I look like my dad. <laughs> oh, <yeah? laughs> That's hilarious. Send it to him. Just send it to your dad. Yeah, yeah. See, you send that to me, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would. Yeah. I, I would scan my face. You want to see? Yeah. <laughs> 
I look like I look like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty good, man. Send it to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you're in the database, though. Yeah, I don't care. I'm already in. You probably should have waited. I'm in every database, man. Let me finish the story before you let it scan oh, your yeah. face, because the face app is owned by some Russian conglomerate. I'm sure, they got it already. <laughs> and probably uh, got a video of me peeing. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, the company that developed the face app is Russian owned and used the app. So when you sign up for it, the permissions you give it, it gives you you give it irrevocable access to your entire photo database on your phone and your privacy <laughs> data. And Bo's freaking out. Like, what? <laughs> and somewhere on, on the order of I think a billion people downloaded this app in the last few days and have been uploading their pictures. I don't know about a billion, it. man. Mm? Billion? I saw an article. I think the article. A billion I, and one. I was listening to it. Yeah, do a billion people even have smartphones? Yeah, one yeah. seventh oh, yeah. of the world yeah. population. Maybe it's a hundred. So so. I listened to my my news articles with the AI voice, like Siri reading them to me, and she said, I think she said it was 100,000 million is the number. And I was like, well, what is that? I had, I had to think about it. 100,000 million. Is it 100 million? 100 uh, billion? It's 100 billion. 100, 100 million? Yeah, because 1,000 million is a billion, and then 100,000 million is 100 billion. So it's 100 million? <laughs> 100 billion. 100 billion? You just arguing about math? That's too many people. <laughs> there's yeah, not that many people on Earth. <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's probably that many parasites. Yeah, so it's, it's some huge number. Let's call it over... Over 10 million people have downloaded this app and given some Russian uh, scammer their faces. 30 to 40% Ooh. of the American population. So how many uh, uh, people on in the world have smartphones, according to my first uh, Google search Okay, result. so there's 7 billion people in the world. Um, I would say in America... No, no, in the whole world. So, yeah. so good. Yeah, no, yeah. In America, there's 330 million. I'd say half. I would say Probably more for, than 40% of Americans have smartphones. So that's a I would say 75% of North Americans. And I'm going to say... That it's going to be close to thirty percent of Asians, and then probably about twenty-five to forty percent of Africans. And actually, I think it may be higher over there because I think they use it for like banking and stuff. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, I'm going to go seven hundred fifty million. I'm going to I'm going to go about two billion. Okay, I think that's pretty good. So, what, what would you what would you have? Can you say what you would have guessed before you do the answer? No, I would not have. Wow. Okay. Well, there's a couple of varying results. So, first of all. Let's see. So no, the result the first Google result is two point seven billion people. Oh wow, have smartphones. I was, I said two. Was. That's super high. <laughs> that mean? Oh, you know what? The, the 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 cheaper Android phones are getting into your your uh, developing countries. Yeah, yeah. So that's a freaking third of the population. I've got two myself. So, well, that's not. You're still one person with a smartphone. Because yeah. I mean, if we're counting that, I've got four. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know how math works. I've got two. Well, yeah, but. The nu- that doesn't change the number of people with smartphones. <laughs> I mean, if we're counting that, I play Pokemon on three move phones. Move on, move on, man. <laughs> Just move on. All right. So, uh, good luck with that. So, but it, so some privacy researchers did look into it, and from what they could gather, the Face app itself, though run by some Russian guy and Russian developers, isn't necessarily doing much bad stuff with your data. Besides the usual selling it to third-party applications and ad people and blah blah blah. But there are some other apps that are definitely uh, uh, taking your pictures and doing God knows what with them. Oh, Trump was here. He's like, well, we don't know for the Russians for sure. It could be some fat guy in his, in his, in his bedroom. Distrust him. Distrust him. They're, they're great. Also, some really old guy. <laughs> when it says uh, upload your social security number so we can uh, <laughs> they'll age it up a little bit. It'll be cute. Oops. All right. So um, next story. Half a million people pledged to storm Area 51. Have you guys seen the Area 51 memes that are going around? I haven't seen the memes. Yeah. I've heard about this. I think it started when Riptorn died. What's it? Well, do you know the relation? Oh, was he the Mid- guy from Men in Black? Yep, he was the guy from Men in Black. <laughs> what a cool name, too, by the way. Rip Torn. Yeah, and he's a pretty funny guy. I thought he, he like, in his movies, I like if his movies are funny. Is that redundant? Yeah, I think that's no, kind no, of... It, no, it's I like cause and effect. Joke, right? Rip Torn. 
They're like, rip torn. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so basically the theory behind the storming of Area 51 is that they can't kill us all, and those of us that make it can spread the truth about the, of aliens to the masses. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess there's some type of, um, I, don't, I think it was a, a Facebook post that went viral or whatever, and then they, so they're trying to go storm Area 51, find the aliens. The alien culture is big out there in the universe, yeah. too, by the way. I've got plenty of cousins in you know, but that's only in badly. It's a military base. They're going to defend it, and yeah. people are going to get hurt, and then people will wake up the next day thinking, what was I thinking? Like, you know, like, of course that <laughs> was a dumb you idea. You wake up the next day, they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> then we wake up from that gunshot to that. So apparently there's not a fence around Area 51. There's just mm-hmm. like a sign saying, hey, this is Area 51. And oh. then like, so you're saying it's doable. I'm saying that you will get X amount of way into it, <laughs> and then the heat beam will <laughs> incinerate you. <laughs> But the, the quotes from one of the some of the people that are on the uh, the post saying they want to go to it are pretty funny. So this guy says, uh, "Look, listen, listen, guys, listen, guys. If we all Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. Let's see the aliens." <laughs> the air, the organizer wrote. <laughs> all right, so good luck with that. All right, uh, let's see next story we got here. All right, so Taylor Swift, uh, Johnny's favorite, <laughs> tops Forbes list of 2019's highest earning celebrities with Kylie Jenner. And Kanye West rounding out the top three, which I was just like Kylie Jenner. Yeah, but I think I don't think she made her money being a celebrity. I think she made her money from like some type of um, uh, gentrified uh, cosmetics brand that she runs. Mm-hmm. And and Kanye, he went from being really poor, and I think the Yeezy brand is where he made all of his money from for this year. So Yeezy as a uh, clothing brand, one is like upscale homeless is what he's going for, or a derelict from uh, from Zoolander. <laughs> derelict. It is kind of. I think that it is super funny that Zoolander made a joke before it actually became reality. And yeah. when you see that stuff, that is so funny. And I, I cannot describe Kanye's clothing brand any better than it's derelict. <laughs> uh, but it's a billion dollar company, so like, good for him. I wish he was still woke. Um, and also, in Kanye-related news, he's investing in Star Wars-inspired low-income housing prototypes. Um, what? Yeah, exactly. What a headline, right? Kanye is investing in Star Wars-inspired low-income housing prototypes. So if you, if you can, I don't know if you can visualize it, but if you, mm. do you remember Anakin's home on Tatooine? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's like a, a, is this like the Firefest? It's, it's like, like a, it's geodesic, like an igloo. <laughs> it's like Firefest, like all the uh, FEMA. Yeah. Domes. So Kanye, I guess, is trying to get people to move into like weird Yeezy brand igloos for their homeless needs. Meanwhile, so th- if that's what uh, whoever his name is is doing these days, Kanye, yeah, Kanye, <laughs> Kanye, well, he goes by so many names. Uh, Yeezy, yeah. Jeezy, I'm, whatever. Yeah. I'm waiting right? for him to be Yohamed or Yandi. <laughs> <laughs> so, but on the other yeah, side, <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift, you know, she has provided support during natural disasters, donating a million bucks to the victims of the Louisiana floods. 500000 to the Nashville flood relief, raising 750000 for the Speak Now, Help Now benefit concert for tornado victims. Um, she's uh, donated money uh, to her Taylor Swift Education Center in New York City, New York City Public Schools, uh, GoFundMe campaigns for service dogs for an autistic boy, all kinds of stuff, man. So just saying, she's done a lot of stuff out there too. How do I currently feel about Taylor Swift? I'm trying to think if I like her or if I don't. Mm. I, well, she's a talented artist, right? I think she's talented. Yeah, so so how do I feel about Taylor Swift? I, I didn't like her for a long time. And then I think I did like her for a little while. But then I think I went back to not liking her. And now I think I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I might don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good enough. Yeah. You not caring is better than you hating on her. All right, so um, last story. A senior U.S. official 
and Tupac superfan resigned from a top government <laughs> post. Is asking me your final story? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a cool story, or at least interesting. So it's just like the 60-year-old white guy named Mr. Foxhoven. He was a Tupac Shakur superfan, like loved Tupac. He sent over 350 emails with Tupac quotes in there. He had like Tupac Fridays where he would play music in the office. He was like an attorney or something like that right. for like the government. Uh, also, he was a professor at, of all places, Drake University. <laughs> and I'm like, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, but then he got fired. Uh, I guess it was some hater at his office didn't like uh, him listening to rap music. But So this guy, his whole outlook was like, you know, I want to break stereotypes and let the music flow through everybody. And even though I'm a 60-year-old white lawyer, I think that the music, Tupac's music speaks to everybody. And to you, Mr. Foxhoven, I say... I caution you. Mm-hmm. Wait for the whole story to come out, perhaps. I read a little bit more into those articles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he resigned. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought uh, he got fired. He got he resigned? Fired, forced to resign, and whatnot. Where, where something happened, right? And there's lots of controversy going around uh-huh. that entire uh, administration right now. This is an Iowa uh, state administration um, level. Uh, talking about like uh, victims, uh, kids getting molested, perhaps, oh. <laughs> and all these other things. So there's some some crazy stuff is going on. I'm not saying he's implicated. Not not saying that at all. But there's stuff going on surrounding this whole thing. So who knows what actually led? Because Tupac causing a firing resignation. Eh, I don't know about that. Mm. So it might be some other stuff added on top of it. Well, yeah. and the fact that that when pressed, the people who do know aren't saying why. So. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't be too surprised if a guy got fired over Tupac, <laughs> to be honest. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if some old guy was also a uh, creeper. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Well, uh, either way it goes there, Mr. Foxhoven, uh, you got to keep your head up. Yep. And we'll be right back after this. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm ready to entertain you. <laughs> I'm Johnny, and are you not entertained? And I'm Bo, the entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they go. All right, so welcome everybody to the Junto Show's world-famous pop culture segment, where we talk about all the things going on in various forms of media. We experience it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and let you know what's popping. So, Johnny, what have you been experiencing in the world of pop culture? Well, as always, as you know, I am a master consumer of Netflix. Ah, getting, so, getting every bit out of those $10. Heck yeah, I am, man. So, I'll start off with, um, you know, there's that genre of movies that is just straight-up action flick. Not much to the plot, but just straight-up action, right? So, I saw two movies, one bad, one good. Oh. All right? The first one was uh, Point Blank, starring Anthony Mackie, Frank Grillo, uh, Marsha Gay Harden. This is the most recent. Her name release. is Gay Harden. She yeah. go to VentureOut.com. <laughs> <laughs> is this a is this a remake? No, 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 no. It, it has nothing to do. You with think the Point Break? Point. <laughs> yeah. yeah so also, I'm surprised there's not a Point Blank movie yet. That seems like a pretty obvious. Well, now choice. there is. Oh, there's oh. a bunch. Oh. <laughs> so the premise behind this one is to save his pregnant wife, an emergency room nurse, Anthony Mackie, teams up with an injured murder suspect, uh, Frank Grillo. To race against time, rival criminals, and renegade cops, and it's I want I want this to be the good one, but I think it's the bad one. Yeah, it's the bad. It's <laughs> like, it's What's this movie about? I don't know what the point is. He's an emergency lackluster. Point blank, it's pretty lackluster. <laughs> okay. But what I will give kudos for is a movie called Unlocked. This movie is back in 2017. It stars uh, Numi Rapace, which like is a fantastic female action mm-hmm. star. 
It also has a lo- Orlando Bloom, so hmm. just just ignore that. And then you got. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page with Orlando Bloom. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and then you also got John Malkovich. Love him. Tony Colletti, hmm. Michael Douglas. Tony Col- Tony Collette. Who's that? Yeah, that name that, sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. And the plot here is just quickly: a CIA interrogator is lured into a ruse that puts London at risk of a <gasps> biological attack. And big fan of now of Numi Rapace in the movies that she stars in, where you know she just doesn't take crap from everybody, and then lots of action and intrigue and double crossing ensues, and uh, worth your time. Unlocked both on Netflix. Both on Netflix. Is uh, Unlocked a Netflix original, or is it just like a movie they got the rights to? I think they got the rights to that one. Point Blank is a original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Oh, Tony Clitz, a lady. Yeah. Ah. Huh. Yeah. I was thinking it was um. Yeah. You recognize her. Yeah, I recognize her yeah. for sure. Uh, she's in... Uh, I can't think of what her most famous role would be. Yeah. But I definitely know her. Well, since I got the floor for a couple more seconds, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. There's uh, two more upcoming Netflix things I'm looking forward to. One is called Another Life. So this is a sci-fi series on Netflix, original series. So I was just complaining the other day. It's like, of all the tons of money Netflix has been pumping into the original content... Give me some sci-fi stuff, original series stuff. So here we are with uh, starring Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica and uh, Selma Blair. Um, And the premise is basically um, some weird alien artifact lands on Earth. And now there's a team of uh, explorers have to go um, explore the genesis, the origin of this artifact. So Mm -hmm. they're going to go into space and then craziness ensues. And so we'll see where it goes. So. All right, we'll yeah. report back on it on the on the Junto show. I'll give it a try. And then lastly, another movie, original movie coming at the end of this month is The Red Sea Diving Resort. Inspired by remarkable true-life rescue missions, this incredible story of a group of Mossad agents and brave Ethiopians who in the early 80s used a deserted holiday retreat in Sudan as a front to smuggle thousands of refugees out. So this one stars Chris Evans, Haley Bennett, Ben Kinsley, and Greg Kinnear. All right, you had so, me wait. at um, Ethiopian refugees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? I'm just trying to think. Uh, I mean, I guess it's based on true stories. It's just they're all white people. Well, uh, the Mossad is uh, the Israeli special forces. Yeah, okay. So I guess he's probably playing as yeah. some type Israel. of uh, yeah. Israel guy. Or also, they're, maybe he is some type of orphan raised by the good people <laughs> at the Ethiopian in my uh, what was it called <laughs> SEAL Team Six, yeah, and then he became the best of them. Like, uh, yeah, what's that? What's that thing? When Tom Cruise was like the white samurai, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like, but for Ethiopian special forces, <laughs> it is the last samurai for Ethiopia. What <laughs> <laughs> about you guys? What are you guys consuming out there? All right, so I um, let's see. Oh, I finished up Killing Eve, uh, on whatever channel it's on, and it is a BBC. No, I think it's like BBC. Nah. I think it's like BBC sponsored, but like on AMC in America. Oh. Um, season one, You're on season one. Or I season finished two? both season one and season two. Okay, I really, really like it. I don't know that I would necessarily recommend it to somebody, but the uh, the lead actress on the show, um, well, uh, was it Sandra O oh was the lead, and then Nicole Lee, the crazy murderer lady, is such has such an interesting screen presence, and she's she does so she plays a. Uh, the, st- the story is that there's a female assassin and then Sandra Oh is like the agent trying to find her. But then they also have a weird relationship between each other. And um, the female assassin, she plays, she is Russian, 
but then she also goes to all all over Europe and she, then she does like so she has a baseline Russian accent but when she's in Paris she speaks like she's a Parisian and then hmm. she also does a character that's an American and she plays her accents all so well and then switches from different personalities in order to play different characters as she's going to commit her murders and she is doing an amazing job filling the different roles she plays in this role and she steals the show in every scene it's crazy it's a good show too like the writing is pretty right. good that's uh, so why I really like that show and uh, Bo uh well so I have also been uh, watching some quality television hopefully mm-hmm. uh, quality YouTube yeah quality <laughs> YouTube uh I watched the latest episode or latest season of Stranger Things oh the whole thing I watched the whole thing I'm about a third of the way through I want to say Love that uh, uh you know everybody kind of knows what Stranger Things is kind of about you know it's a homage to the 80s movies and stuff like that I'm gonna say season one was great season two it was good season three I. I think if you can take it for what it is, it's just a fun show to watch. I think it's much it's it's better than season two. So yeah. they've so one, three, two. You would say the order of uh, goodness. Yeah, because one kind of was when I watched one, it was it was like a couple of days out just dropped, and I was like, "What's this?" And I watched it, and I was like, "I had to watch." Oh, you the saw it before the hype. I, I saw it before the hype. Yeah. And I, oh wow, yeah. that's a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, this is real. This is a lot better than I thought it'd be." Yeah. So that experience, I don't think I'll ever get back. But three, the season three is good. Uh, I also started watching a AMC show uh, that came out in 2018, and it's called The Terror. Ah. And it's about uh, two Arctic vessels, the Terror and the uh, the uh, Erebus. They named their boat the Terror. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and what better than Bodie McBoat? <laughs> <laughs> And because uh, well, the Terror was actually a warship. It was a warship that was ah okay. Yeah. And what they were trying to do is find the Northwest Passage. And so they're sailing through Canada. And what the what actually happened to them is kind of a mystery. But essentially, these two boats went in with like 150 to 200 people, and no one came back. Mm. Is it a true story? It's a true story. Oh, but what year? It's fictionalized. It's 1840 oh. something or other. Mm-hmm. So this was day. the height of like the British Empire kind of thing. The Terra, the Terra. Yeah, and it, and it stars uh, Jared Harris of Chernobyl fame. Oh, I like that guy. Yep, and a couple people from Game of Thrones. Um, so I would say the se- first season, uh, probably up until episode probably five, I liked it. Then afterwards, it just kind of drones drones mm. on. So okay, it's not, it's not, not recommending show. it then. Um, I'm gonna say, if you got time in the weekend, it's a good it's a good show to kill some time. Is it supernatural? Um. Yes. Okay. It really? is. It's yeah. True story, though. Well, so they fictionalized it. Um, yeah. You you, you believe you got a demon uh, <laughs> in the house? I do, <laughs> man. Don't provoke it. <laughs> yep. Well, you know. I'd... And let's see. I think that's. I'll have to think about it. But uh, Lance, do you have anything else? Yeah, I've read a bunch of books in the last little bit of time here. So let me see here. I, I finished a book called Transcription, a novel by Kate Atkinson. And it's basically the story of a um like a World War Two era spy, well, female spy. Well she, well, she was a woman who like, uh, you know, they place a bug in a house or whatever, and then somebody writes down everything that that said in the bug. So she was a transcriptionist for that, and then she kind of worked her way up to being a, a full on spy for either for or against Britain. I kind of missed the high points on if she was a good guy or bad. <laughs> <laughs> But um, <laughs> it was you, you should claim you read that book. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, I. Or was it an audio book? An audio book. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. It, it was a. Uh, it was good, I guess. But that said, I don't. I, I I didn't pick it up in the very beginning, and it got really. <laughs> it got good in the middle, and then good towards. So like the middle, 
like 30 to 80 percent of the book was really good and then the first 20 percent and the last 20 percent I, I just i checked out <laughs> yeah well well so that's that's the big problem with audiobooks is if there's a part that's boring but it's necessary information when it gets to the good stuff you can't go oh wait a second where in this where in yeah, context yeah. Is this person and yeah. you can flip back really easily and you just kind of say i'll just roll with it yep that's exactly what happened <laughs> <laughs> I also finished um, uh, Leonardo, the, the uh, biography of Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson, the same gentleman that did the Steve oh, Jobs book. He's a good actor. I like him. <laughs> Who? What? Oh, <laughs> I was like Walter Isaacson. Uh, so Leonardo da Vinci is one of my all-time favorite people in like all of history. Uh, I, he's a brilliant engineer and artist, uh, much like this other guy I know by the name of you guessed it, Lance. So uh, I really appreciate him. Lance Just, Da Vinci. <laughs> I am thinking about naming my kid Da Vinci, assuming I ever have one. Okay. Or like, or Davin, I think, is like the way of hiding it uh, in plain sight. That's that's pretty clever. Yeah, you know, I, I try a little something. And it's got the D. Uh, I like D names. All right, okay. but so let's see. Interesting things about Leonardo Da Vinci. Uh, gay. I don't think I knew that. All right. He kept a couple of young concubines around, following him around from city to city. He uh, had a petty beef with Michelangelo. They did not like each other. Uh, Michelangelo, also gay. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Leonardo, uh, very nothing romantic between the two though that I could tell. Uh, Leonardo very um, observant his whole thing. Like he would sit around at the edge of the the lake and watch the way a dragonfly's wings flap in order to understand aerodynamics. Or he would look at a puddle. I mean, a, a uh, the ripples in the water to understand how fluid mechanics work. And then he would use that to interpolate the way blood flows in the heart. And when he's drawing a uh an image of somebody he would then use that as the blood vessels under their veins like it, he was very yeah. detail oriented in his in his writing and whatnot mm, let's see with some other fun things oh so like he he used to hang out with a uh, it was like the borgias michelangelo leonardo machiavelli and like um and some crazy pope who was like a corrupt pope were all around at the same time it was a uh, wild in italy at the time <laughs> Yeah, interesting book. I liked it. That's when uh, Sicily ruled the world or whatever? I don't know if it's Sicily. Was it Florence? Was it Florence? Mm, Florence or Sicily, right? I don't know. Okay. They didn't talk about that. But Leonardo he, Leonardo, he was a really good artist, and he wanted to be an engineer really, really bad. But like a lot of the, those designs you've seen of his stuff that he made, um, a lot of it never, ever got built, and it was just like stuff he made for props for plays. And he he wanted to be like a war engineer really bad, but nobody would really hire him for that. They would just keep telling him to paint. And he was like, well, I want to make war stuff. And they're like, just... Just but paint. I want to kill people. <laughs> Just paint. No, 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 no. You don't want to kill people. Go paint over there, hippie. And I think he was famous in his time, unlike some of your other artists who you know now, but like were hated in their time. I think Leonardo was well known in his time. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? I got uh, two things I'm really excited for. Uh, one is that uh, Mulan trailer oh, that yeah. came out. Everybody Fantastic. went wild for that. Yeah. yeah, it got me hyped up and looking forward to that to uh, early next year release on that. There was a little bit of... Um, no Dragon. Will maybe. he be in the real movie and they just haven't shown him? He's yeah, going to be Will Smith in a red <laughs> red CGI. <laughs> there, there's a little bit of controversy around it because in the trailer it shows like obviously scenes from China. Um, but the actual architecture and the and the uh, style they, they pulled from were like all over from different eras in Chinese history. So it's kind of like saying, hey, this is about, um, I don't know, like the United States history, but we're just going to insert something from the 19... 40s and then something from the 1880s just for stylistic effect it just doesn't make any sense so you can't you can't draw from that vast of a one discrepancy they're they're being haters and two i've seen plenty of movies where they're like a like avatar 
is like set in some weird amorphous time where they have um or like or like not, wait, Avatar wait, wait. not you can't you can't say Avatar because Avatar is not based in Avatar right. the Last Airbender. Oh, <laughs> so like okay, the people they have cars and stuff like that, but no technology. Like they don't have get, the cars are all powered by like. But that's a made up world. Is not Avatar? I mean, it's Mulan? not Mulan. Mulan is based on a certain time period. Yeah, it's is, like is it a true Joel, story? Yeah, yes. it's like the the, Mo, the, Mo, the Mongols were invading China and such. Yeah, it's it's based on a very precise timeline. Uh, okay, but like, yeah. is it a thing where it's stylized and and, and or is it a thing where we're at, we Whoa. have a legit? Do, do you well, think it's a, do you think it's a thing we should be complaining about? Yes, hmm, fair enough. I'm not Chinese, so like, <laughs> well, take any African history point, then trying to say, you know what? Well, we just pull some stuff from Ethiopia and then some stuff from Kenya. They people can't tell the difference. Oh, like, wait, no. that's what they did for Black Panther. Yeah, well, Black, that's exactly what they did for Black Panther. <laughs> but but Wakanda is a made a place, so they uh, could do that. Yeah. But imagine saying a somewhat historical timepiece, period piece, and then pulling from all over places. Like, no, there's different African tribes and different African countries. You're just being insensitive to and lumping them all together as one place. So I watched something with an African, and they complained about it, like not being accurate to the people or the way Africa was or whatever. So I I, I guess it's a thing that... It's not a big deal. I'm still excited. It's not hitting me, so I'm I'm not getting hit, but I can see how somebody else can get hit by it. I'm still excited. I will say, if it takes away... If if that kind of stuff takes away from the story, then don't don't worry about that stuff. The story and making that is mad good is the is the thing to do. Yeah. And but, don't worry about the other stuff until unless it adds to the story or if you don't actually yeah. know, I guess. So one if this offends you whatever, I'm with you in spirit, but at the same time like uh I feel like I'm too removed from it to to feel it personally, so I'm going to be callous or whatever. But like if it if it looks cooler this way, it doesn't yeah, bust it's me. A little callous, it's a little yeah, callous. yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, so yeah. I probably shouldn't say it. Like yeah. I feel like I I would be mad at the person doing this something i cared about <laughs> exactly it looks cooler though just go yeah, with it yeah so yeah <laughs> anyways the, the other thing i'm pretty excited for is um as you know uh disney bought fox right oh, yeah, so yeah, now yeah. they have the rights to almost all of the marvel mm-hmm. um properties and you know marvel is a is a big deal for over the past 10 years all their marvel movies mm-hmm. the uh, fox properties that owned x-men the mutants weren't so hot so reflected in the comic book lines were in the last several years the X-Men comic books have sucked not very good at all really you've been saying X-Men Blue and Gold are both good they revamped in Blue and Gold and it it was not good so it's been pretty bad lately but I'm excited now because now that everything's all in one family again they're relaunching the X-Men storylines into uh, there's a miniseries going on right now called Power of X and House of X and these are the only two X-Men books out right now. Hmm. So at the end of this storyline, um, it'll launch, relaunch a bunch of different titles again. So the emphasis they're putting on it, the good writers, the good artists they're finally putting on these things got me excited. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the next several months now. Okay. Who's the artist? Uh, one guy is uh, Pepe. Uh, another person is, uh, was it, Rubik? But the whole storyline uh, story is written by uh, Jonathan Hickman. Oh, Hickman's so, great. Hickman's uh, well known. Yeah, Hickman's good. So, again, mm-hmm. looking forward to it. All right, so here we go. Uh, in the all-time world box office rankings or whatever, the number one movie of all time worldwide is? Avatar still. Avatar still. And the number two movie of all time is Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. And what separates them right now is 
5.7 million dollars worldwide. I don't think Avengers is going to get it. I don't either. It's it's creeping up. I check it every couple of yeah. days and I think it, it went up maybe 1 million in the last like 2 days that I saw. I think if we not, if they don't get it like this weekend, yeah. I don't think they're going to do it. Well, I, I, I wouldn't put it past them though. They could just relaunch it again like Five years from now. It's just like Star Wars does every so often. They were just relaunching it in the theaters again. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. But man, it's so close. It's so they, close. What about like countries where it's like banned, but then it could go like Saudi Arabia or something like that? Like you know no what? Avengers in Saudi Arabia. Now I have a reason to want peace in the Middle East. <laughs> 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 There's Kish, uh, Kushner's peace plan. Yeah. Would you, I mean, do we? Do you care? Do you want Avengers to be the number one movie? Do you, or do you not? Sure, I'll take it. I mean, I like. I was trying to think, like, which one do I like? So, I, when I left out of Avatar, it was the most special movie-going experience I had ever had in my life. And I think, and while I love Avengers: Endgame, and I think that uh, the Marvel movies are amazing, I don't think. Well, I had a great experience with it, but I think Avatar gave me a better experience. Really? So, oh, you saw the 3D version of Avatar? I saw the 3D IMAX and like the little the little dandelions were floating right in my face and, and stuff like that. And I was yeah. just like, man, this is special. <laughs> that's probably that's probably why because I saw the 2D version. I was like, yeah. I so I saw the 3D version a couple times and then like my friend uh, like a few weeks after it was out and it was like not in the big theater anymore. She was like, hey, let's go see Avatar. I haven't seen it. Everybody says it's so good. And then like um, we went to go see it in 2D whatever and then i was like oh no this is way worse (laughs) (laughs) like oh no you played yourself like that 3d experience of avatar is amazing so when the new ones come out opening weekend we're going in 3d okay if it's that good in 3d then definitely definitely got it made a huge difference a huge difference yeah all right what else you guys got that's all i got man and uh same here all right so uh, we'll finish up on this uh the emmy nominations are out Mm-hmm. So, uh, what show do you guys think got the most Emmy nominations for twenty eighteen nineteen? I've heard this already. <laughs> yeah. So you know which show the show deserves it. So which show got it? Uh, well, I know which show deserved it. Chernobyl. <laughs> that show deserved it, but I don't even know if, how many Emmy nominations they got. Oh, I finished Chernobyl, by the way. Great show, great show, and I think they uh, summed it up pretty good. I know how a nuclear reactor works now. So yep. Use that at the house. All right, uh, Game of Thrones dominated the nominations for the 71st Emmy Awards. That season that everybody's hated, well, <laughs> joke's on you. Most nominated show of the entire year, a.k.a. the best show of the year. Yep. 32 Emmy nominations. So does that mean the Emmys mean nothing? <laughs> and, you know, so like I was, I, when I first saw that, I was doing this thing where I was like, screw you, everybody that hated on this season of Game of Thrones. It was pretty good. But then I saw that they gave Reek a uh, actor nomination, and I uh, am furious, and I think that they can no longer be trusted anymore. You might know him as Theon, <laughs> but his name is Reek. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still a good actor. Uh, I just—I mean, I guess I hate his character, so that means he's a good actor, right? Yep. Like, I want—if I see Joffrey in the streets, I'm still slap him like that, <laughs> which means he's a good actor. Which is a testament. Okay, then uh, also, marvelous Miss Maisel, Chernobyl got 19 nominations, SNL got 18, Barry and Phosphor Dunn got 17. And Netflix is When They See Us, which is a uh, very moving uh, yes. show that I recommend. Got 16 knobs. And there's going to wow. be some really... Oh, and Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus for Veep got nominated again. So apparently she's been nominated for an Emmy every year that she's been on TV, which is like a record. Oh, wow. So if she wins, she'll she'll be like the most awarded uh, Emmy nomination actress of all time. So good luck to her. But it's <laughs> tough, tough, tough category she's in. Man, she's had a tough life. Uh, Well, I mean, so you joke, right, in that she has been a... 
uh, the best actress of all time, and she's also like a candy millionaire, can, like a candy billionaire. Candy billionaire. Yeah, but then she also had cancer like this year too. So it's like you picked a bad time to make that joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Oh man. They had a, they uh, shut down production of Veep for like a year or something, or for a few months while she recuperated from her cancer. But she's back and looking good. So and acting and doing well. So yes. All right. <laughs> all right. So the, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna uh, say thank you very much for another jam-packed exciting episode of the junto show we hope you enjoyed it listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it so uh until next time you can check us out on uh, please leave us a five-star review on itunes uh you can comment on the website juntoshow.com uh go to our facebook page i'll update that sooner or later it's a junto show podcast <laughs> check out our uh, patreon.com slash junto show whoop, whoop. and until next time uh i remain lance i remain Bo, and i remain bonnie We'll see you on the next show. Thanks for listening. Global warming is killing us all.